What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mental Liquidity Podcast. Uh, it's been a quite a while since I last posted an episode. I, I've been preoccupied with other commitments, so I did not have time for podcasting. But I'm thrilled to continue on with uh, my adventure. So without further ado, let me introduce you to our special guest. He's one of the most inspiring people I've ever encountered. And I felt that our conversations were always engaging and very inspiring. So I thought, why not share this in my podcast? So everybody, please welcome Songwa Jung. Man, Songwa, how are you doing? Oh, hi, Nama. This is Songwa. Uh, thank you for having me here. Um, you know, I talked about um, his um, podcast, Mental Liquidity, I think um, a few weeks ago. That was our first time talking about your uh, podcast. Yeah, about a month and ago. Ever, yeah, and ever since then, I was. Um, I really wanted to be his guest. I don't know. I'll be an, ex, an ex inspiring guest, but I'll try my best. But thank you, Hyung, for having me. I'm very excited. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure that you, um, you, you, you spared your time to come here. So I really appreciate that. And very excited to have a nice conversation with you. So before we start, um, Songwa, I just want to go over your um, your current status. So could you like just briefly introduce you yourself to the listeners on like how old you are you are and uh, what status you're currently in? Right. Yeah. Of course. Um, I'm I'm a senior at Korea University. And I am incoming summer analyst at uh, Morgan Stanley Korea um, investment investment banking division, and um, if I'm lucky enough, I will be a incoming analyst um, next year. Uh, but that's that's only hope as of now. <laughs> and uh, for the past um, year, I've been interning at um, various financial firms, including um, local private equities and um, banking, um, J.P. Morgan. Uh, and also, um, for the past semester, I was a uh, president at um, our one of our school banking club, and that's actually when I uh, met Minjeon for the second time. We'll, oh, I think, it, and and we'll get to when we met for the first time as we <laughs> progress through. But uh, any anyhow, that's 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 when I met Minjeon for the second time. Um, yeah, and it was a valuable valuable experience. Now I'm just um chilling. I don't think I'll be returning back to school this spring. Um, but yeah, so that's that's where I am. Yeah. I think uh, someone's being humble. He's going to get the job for sure. Uh, I can <laughs> see it for sure. <laughs> yeah, right, in, so. in Korean, we would say, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I understand your stance and your position on that uh, comment, but <laughs> I know him. I think he's going to get it. It's my thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, thank you for being super supportive. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I need to hear those things to boost 100%. my um, you know, morale. But yeah, really helpful. Yeah. So we'll go deep into um, someone's life experiences and what he's been through. But before we start, um, I mean, we did already start, but uh, I want to kick off this conversation talking from the start. So someone, you said you lived overseas. So you lived you lived in LA, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I lived in LA. Yeah. Um, yeah. just just the north side of LA for a year and a half. Yeah. How so? When was it? What what age were you in when you moved to LA? Um, I lived in LA when I was in fifth grade and sixth grade. So Korean sixth grade is um fifth fifth grade and sixth grade. They're both in elementary school. 
But as you know, in the States, um, elementary school ends at fifth grade. So I actually had the uh, experience of going to junior high school in the States. But when I returned, I, I of course, um, returned to my um, old elementary school. Yeah, but that's when I um, lived in the States. But it was, it was really fun. It was really fun. Even as a kid, even though I was really young, I really have some great memories there. Uh, mostly because I was kind of free from this like competitive Korean education system where you have to go to Hagwon and Hagwon. Yeah, um, that that's that's that that was the best thing of <laughs> of going to the states. And besides that, um, I really liked um touring. Um, I lived near LA, and we have tons we have ton of time. So my mom, my mom and my brother would always travel to nearby cities. Um, one of my greatest memory was actually going, and I actually recommend you and all of the listeners. To, uh, to try this if you have some time. One of my best experiences, travel experiences, was when I traveled from LA to San Francisco by car, by taking the coastal uh, road area. Oh, the road trip. Yeah, the road trip. And it was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really great. We went to, um, like, we, we stopped by small cities. Yeah, it was really great. So if you guys have time, I really recommend that. Awesome. So yeah, yeah. that's very interesting, like, um... So you were in Korean elementary school, and then you went to an American junior high, and then you came back to elementary school. Right. Right. That, that's a that's a very interesting story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's that's that mix up kind of happened because of the uh, the different school system between the states and um, um, Korea. But yeah, that that was that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Because um, I lived overseas too, and. I was in the States during my third grade to sixth grade. And mm -hmm. in my state, sixth grade was in elementary school. So I never had time to experience junior high. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived oh, in Indiana. In Indiana, oh, okay. the junior high was only seventh to eighth grade. So only two years in junior high. Oh, okay. So two years in junior high and high school is four years. Yeah, four years in high school. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. wow, so I was okay. kind of... Um, well, I want to say disappointed, but, you know, I wish I had experienced junior high because I think elementary and junior high is a way different, uh, I guess, background because, you know, in elementary school, you're still like a kid. Uh, the teachers right, treat right. you like a kid, but when you go to junior high, a lot of um, Americans, are our pure friends go over the puberty and they become mm -hmm. more, yeah, I guess, bigger and more... Yeah, yeah more wild so you know i kind of kind of um envy the experience of you uh of your junior high experience so how, how was it how like what 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 do you remember the most in during school well yeah i think um you're right because it, um the, the 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 typical high teen you know american drama where you see uh like people in junior high and high school uh, things like prom and school party, those things all happen um, at junior high or above, right? Mm -hmm. So in elementary school, there's nothing like that. Yeah. Um, junior high is when you start to move around from classes and kind of hang out with uh, yeah, your know, friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it it's it's it was really um different experience, I guess. But um, I I in the states, I um, I guess um. I guess I didn't really have many friends uh, back in the States uh, because uh, mostly because I was a uh, maybe because I didn't speak um, that fluent English. 
I wasn't really able to like, I mean, I did speak English, but I guess I wasn't really able to like, um, really bond with them on a, like a deeper level, but I did have some friends, um, um, who really got me, um, non-Korean friends. Um, and what I really liked, um, in the States was that I was able to hang out with them on a very, I don't know, like doing, doing very, like a lot of activities. For example, in, like in Korea, you usually don't go camping with your friends because, you know, camping really... in and of itself is, mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. It, it, camping in and of itself is a very like rare experience or, you know, you really don't go to like a, a coastal area with your friends, uh, mostly mm -hmm. because you don't have time or because mm -hmm. you're really far away. But in the States, um, one of the best things, well, with what were that you could you were able to go to like um like nature uh, you can you can explore nature anywhere um so i think that that was like one of the one of the best experiences um being able to hang out with your friends uh, at a like a different scene yeah i think that was that, that that was that was really fun so i did go a lot of camping with my friends um also um, we hung out at the beach many times because it was only like a uh, like a thirty minute drive. Yeah, yeah. So so that was that was really fun. Um, so when I returned to Korea, um, um, it, it was really boring that I couldn't you know go hiking or you know going going to the beach was became yeah. like a, such such a rare experience all of a sudden. Yeah. So it's all the same. Hagwon school, Hagwon school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boring tread the the treadwheel stuff so. yeah yeah how, how good was your english then i i think right now i speak better english um because mostly because i think i mean i i i, I was proficient i was fluent in like conversational english when i was um in the states uh but i think i got better when i returned to korea because after returning i I attended a uh, Taiwan International Middle School, and that's that's it. That's when I actually met Min Jiang. Yeah, we're the gonna first go time. into that soon. Yeah, yeah. Min Jiang was in. Um, Min Jiang was a uh, year older uh, than me, so that's that's when we met for the first time. But uh, at Taiwan, there was this uh, back then. There was the English debate was a huge thing. So um, every summer vacation, uh, me and my friends. Um, and my Hakon buddies uh, would, you know, participate in this English debating competition. And as seasons go by, and and as like you immerse immerse yourself in like hundreds hundreds of hours of English debating, I think you get better at speaking, especially speaking English. Um, so I think like a lot of, uh, I mean that that experience, um, being able to participate in that co competitive English debate. Um, I think that experience kind of in, in, enhanced my English overall. Yeah, so I, I think now I speak better English than I did when I was in fifth grade. Most definitely, yeah. I'm really curious on like your motivation on doing um, the English debate because to be honest, uh, I had a lot of chance during my middle school. I had a lot of opportunities to engage myself in the debated community. But uh, to be frank, I didn't like it. I felt forced and like, I, I told myself into thinking that, you know, why do we have to fight? We could make a, a like a, we can reconcile and have our, have like a consensus, consensus to make an agreement. So I kind of talked myself out of it, but I want to, I was curious. I want to ask you like, what was your motivation? Did you actually like it or were you uh, forced, forced by, I guess, a different pressures or your parents in any way? 
Well, I guess uh, I can't say I was motivated in the beginning um, because, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone's kind of forced into new experiences. Um, and the initial motivation was that, you know, English debate can play a big role when you go to college. I mean, that was like the initial motivation. Um, and I did actually go to Korea University as a kutjengje, uh, which is what, what people call tikija, right? So, and English debate experiences did help me to prepare for like um, awards that I actually used uh, when I um, applied here for tikija. So that was like the initial motivation, but I, and I, and, and of course I'll get to your point on like, why do we have to fight? And I think there is a point in fighting because um, I think the fighting, fighting in and of itself is not the, uh, is, is not the uh, objective. I think the objective is that through fighting, uh, of course, th uh, through through arguing, I think we can come to a different conclusion, and I think that like this this new conclusion and um, innovative conclusion can can uh, I think we can reach that conclusion through argument. And I think argument is one of the best arguing is one of the best way to re reach it uh, to to kind of like uh, best way for reaching a better solution. Mm. I guess it's because it's a new conversation and like right because kind of converges into a new a new idea and other insights and solutions right because you kind of like push the logic to the extreme and then you find that oh maybe that's not the answer or maybe you um, kind of persuade the other side that you know that is the answer and if and it, and you, but but that but that happens to you at the same time you get convinced so you and your opponent. Uh, can come up with a better idea and of course english debate um it's structured uh, so that you only have to argue you you, you can only argue one side and it's um, um but 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 at the end of the day you kind of like you're you're kind of convinced that the other person might be right also and then you you kind of reach a different uh, conclusion and one of the limitations of an english debate is that you can't actually you, there is no chance for you to express that oh i think you're right Oh, I think I reached a you different conclusion. You admit, you admit your loss. Yeah, you yeah right, right, right. And then debate. Yeah, I think that's like the limitation of Asian parliamentary debate or, or British parliamentary debate, if you did debate. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's one of the limitations. But I think there is a, a value in debating in that you can kind of stimulate your um, intellect so that you can reach a better conclusion or come up with a better idea through arguing, and I think I think it's a great exercise, but I don't think it's a great lifestyle. I think mm -hmm. I think that's how I want to put it. Yeah. Yeah, thought of towel. I mean, like in hindsight, I kind of regret my regret that I didn't participate that much in debate because because I totally agree with what you said. I I acknowledge the values of the debating and the knowledges and the skills you accumulate. And like, I kind of wish uh, somebody like my friends, my parents could have pushed me more and forced me into doing debate. But at a young age, I was immature and I just wanted to just play basketball and like think myself into saying, yeah, why do you fight and stuff like that. But yeah, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with it. And uh, listening to your uh, debate story, I just thought of a very funny episode. And I remember, um, I actually like debating, 
before、okay. I went to middle school. And then there was this one incident that kind of demoralized me and like make me,、uh, made me hate、uh, debating. And I, I, I want to hear your opinion on this, but this episode was, it's very interesting.、Um, I was in this debate、uh, competition. And you know how there are、uh, debate competitions where the teams are、um, impromptu, like, like it's not a team that you form together. You just, they form the team at the spot, and you have to,、um, like, you have to make your thesis and you have like preparation time with the people you just met. So I was、mm-hmm. in that kind of competition. And I remember、um, our team was bad. We didn't have any.、Um, Lead star, star players, and、uh, we didn't help each other. And I remember I was like the third speaker, and、uh, I, was, I was talking and、um, going through my、uh, arguments, and I got a POI. And the other team was asking me something, and I stuttered because I didn't know what to say. I, I, I remember what he said, but it was a very,、um, a very sharp comment. And the per- my teammate next to me. That whispered to me, and she said, just say,、um, the reality has changed. I mean, she just、Wait、told、seconds. me to say that. And I, and then I said, the reality has changed. And then I got, I got like four POIs after that. So after the experience,、uh, I kind of like, I don't know, it, it was as a young, age, as a young,、uh, young man, that was a very、um, a influential experience that made me into. Disliking debate, so yeah. So, did, did the other teammate actually um tell you to lie? Was that like a lie, or was it? I don't know, but it wasn't a lie. It was official. I, I think it was like, I don't know, like, I'm not sure what her intention was. I'm not sure if it、mm-hmm. was to um to actually help me or do the opposite, but. In the end, it, it, it got me four POI, so it's a very good experience. I mean, I think,、um, I don't know, like,、um, so if I, if I were to like reverse engineer your experience, I think, the, I, I guess the POI was about like a, uh, like, uh, oh no, I'm,、uh, the statistics different. If you look at the statistics, what you're saying is wrong. Maybe that was the POI. I think it was that, in that context. Yeah. Right. And then I think,、um, you know, I think, and of course, you don't have like a, a counter a statistics or counter intel to, to counter、uh, that statistics. And, and, and this, this happens a lot during debate. Like people throw, t- throw statistics and I don't know what to say. And some, sometimes statistics are wrong. So, and, and, I, and, I, and I think、uh, I had that experience, similar experience as you、um, when, when I was debating.、Um, My opponent said, Oh no, well, if you look at the statistics A, you know, what you're saying is wrong. <laughs> But my teammate said, No, no, if you look at statistic B, what you're saying is wrong and what we're, what, what we're saying is right. And no one knew what the real statistics and、uh, which statistics were true. And even the adjudicator didn't know. So, what adjudicator decided to do, and this happens a lot during debate, is that if you push the statistics consistently and、um, Robustly, that statistics get accepted. For example, let's say we pushed,、um, uh, we, 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 let's say we argued that statistics B was right、um, throughout all three speakers. And 
the opponent counter the statistics with, let's say, statistics A, and ours were statistics B. And if 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 that counter only happens, you know, um, uh, throughout one speaker, then statistics B trumps statistics A because it was said it was said more, it was argued more, and the adjudicator didn't even bother to look look it up. And that's how adjudicator kind of made the made the decision in that case. And I think um, that's 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 also one of the biggest um, limitations of English debate is that when you when you debate, you don't know what you're saying, especially if, if elementary school students debate, especially when like middle school students or high school students debate. Like you don't know what the facts are, right? I mean, we're not experts on all fields. Like for example, like abortion. Like, I mean, we don't know all statistics about abortion, which is a classic, you know, English debate <laughs> debate topic. So, I mean, that happens a lot. And I and I really like sympathize with what you said. Um, and many times you need to just like kind of like um, give like a very superficial um, answer. Oh, the reality has changed. But you actually don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I think that happened to me a lot. So, um, yeah, but I, um, the reason why I kind of like power through, uh, my, um, English debate experience was because I think, um, you know, e even with those kind of big limitations, I think that was a value, but, but mostly, and I think I didn't mention it before, but I, uh, at that time, I really liked arguing mm -hmm. the activity, the activity of, um, verbal argue was very fun. Um, did, I'm, you, I'm, like, I'm, I'm a, did you like arguing or did you like winning? the argument oh i mean of course if you argue the ultimate goal is to win and if yeah. you win it's 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 much more fun but um um uh, arguing was very uh fun um <laughs> uh maybe because i was going through um uh puberty and i was kind of like re <laughs> rebellious but i don't know but, rebellious um, phase. <laughs> yeah actually i stopped debating um um when i was in high school and kind of transitioned to um MUN, which is a abbreviation for Mall United Nations, because um in MUN you can really kind of like reconcile and merge ideas and form and uh, form new ideas, uh, and you know make political alliances. And I think that was I think that that experience, those kind of um, um like forming alliances and compromising, I think those were more comprehensive and kind of true to reality. So I think kind of, uh, and, and, it, and that's one of the reasons why I transitioned to doing more MUN activities than, um, you know, participate in an English debate. That's great. Uh, so we have a, we have a, a fan. We have a number one fan in this podcast and he's our mutual. Actually, he's not, he's not a number one fan. He's actually the only listener of this podcast and his name is uh, J.K. Kim, you you know J.K. right? Kim Jong Gu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, J.K. Yeah. yeah. So we always have. I always um allocate this time, uh, some time, to shout out to my uh my only listener. Mm -hmm. So um, in line with your experiences in debating, uh, did, did you ever um face Jungkook in a debate competition? Yeah, I, I I clearly remember it was a nightmare for me. Oh, it was a nightmare? Like, Wait, you yeah, got crushed? Jungkook, what happened? What happened? Yeah, Jung, what happened? Jungkook Young obliterated my team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Wait a minute. 
Oh, maybe, maybe I'll... Uh, I, I don't know if I beat him or he beat me. Oh, the memory's kind of blurred here. Wait, but you, you did face each other, right? That's for a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a fact. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, his team beat uh, beat our team. So, yeah. Yeah, his team obliterated me. It was a nightmare. Um, but we didn't even expect to win because Jungkook Young at that time was a, you know, was a, like really popular debater. Um, I mean, of course, you know, po only popular with, uh, within our um, Hakon. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jungkook Young was really good. Um, uh, he was he was he was a senior and I think we were only um, in our second year in middle school. Uh, and he was much more experienced debater. Um, his team was actually an A team um, at that time on in in the uh, in our Hakwon as well as the uh, like a middle school um, a debate debating scene. Yeah, um, I. Yeah, yeah. So so that's uh, we, actually we uh, in our Hakwon um, even before like English debate competition, even even before when we met uh, in English debate competition, uh, we call this sparring. Like how you spar with your like a, a boxing opponent, right? Like, like, uh, as like a, a mock rehearsal or mock match. Yeah. In a yeah, 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 yeah. We we also call that sparring. Um, we did uh, a couple sparrings, and that time, uh, our team uh, learned a lot. And <laughs> I think um, that I think from Chungwoo Gyeong's perspective, a sparring with with us may be may may. I mean, wasn't really helpful because we didn't have much to offer. It was like I a guess, warm up for it, them, like. Yeah, it was like a moral boost. <laughs> Here, beat this guy up. <laughs> that's that's yeah. I mean, oh, I, I, yeah. I want to see Chungu Young. Um, I I don't think I ever you know met him after middle school, but if I have the chance, so yeah, I mean, I would I would love to, you know, have a drink with Chungu Young one time. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Chungu is the first guest of this podcast, right? Oh, really? I only yeah. listen. I mean. I, I, I listened to several of your podcasts, but I didn't think I listened to Chunggu Gyeong's um podcast. Episode um, one is it's uh he, he changed his English name when he went overseas for his uh, masters. He changed it to Remy. Remy. So, yeah, so Remy Kim is Chunggu. Remy, okay, yeah. okay. So, so yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm I, gonna we're gonna have a gathering with uh all my guests soon, so so uh, you'll have a chance to meet him. In, in the new yeah, film. I don't think I ever like. I don't think I don't think I uh, ever seen his name uh, on your uh, podcast list. Yeah. So maybe that's why I didn't find him. I I only listened to, um. So Cheo was my first epi episode of Mental Cheo. Liquidity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Where I listened all the way, because you know Cheo is also my friend. Appreciate man. And, Appreciate. Yeah. No. 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 I mean. Yeah. It was really. It was really fun. I I actually learned a lot um about Cheo through this podcast. Yeah, and um, the listeners will learn a lot about you too from this podcast because, like, miss miss this flow, like you actually forget what you say, but you you talk really deep. Uh, you really um, uh, talk about the deep things that you don't really say aloud in your uh, normal life. So you get to know more about yourself, and the listeners will know more about you too. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think I, I felt the same way by listening to Joe's podcast. And um, I, I mean, I wish I can offer the same for the uh, listeners. 
as Chael and all the other guests did. Yeah. You're doing great. Yeah, so far it's great. So yeah. far it's fun. I I didn't expect um, that this would be this much fun, but you know, it's 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 really fun. It is. We 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 already talked almost uh, thirty minutes. Yeah. And we didn't even get into uh, university. We're still yeah. We didn't even school. get into like like banking club and universities. Yeah, that's that's the main <laughs> highlight of your life, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Um, uh so you your major is uh international studies in korean mm -hmm. university um just a quick question why international studies didn't you have any other options of maybe business or economy economics or why international yeah. um like um as i transitioned to focusing on mun activities like mun activities it's kind of, it's so to give you like a brief background, MUN is a model United Nations and like the participants, uh, people like us. Wait, it's a model? Um, it's not a mock? No, no, it's model. model oh, it stands for model. That's, oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was mock trial. It's a mock trial, but for UN, it's model United Nations. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so at, at, at MUN, you actually like talk about um, real UN um, um, discussion topics. Yeah, agendas. What you call agendas. Um, and these agendas, you know, they range from like water problems or territorial disputes or um, like legal frameworks in international organizations. And I think, um, and, and, and I kind of had fun um, talking about these topics and studying these topics um, regarding like world problems or you know world politics or world economic world economics and i think that's that's what you know convinced me to go to Gukjakbu, uh, international studies um but i was never serious in getting a job in like un or in ministry of foreign affairs because i really didn't yeah i mean the the activity and the study was fun but I didn't think um, it, I, I mean, it wasn't convincing enough for me to like get a job there. Um, I, I think um, finance was more intriguing even back then, but from strategic point of view, like from like strategic point of view into getting into college, I think um, going to international studies made more sense mm -hmm. Because I, I can I can convince the people uh, in the university saying that oh I these I did all these activities and it was really fun, so I want to you know delve deeper into these topics and I think you know um, international studies at KU offer these you know opportunities right so I, I think that narrative was more convincing and I think that's one of the reasons why I applied for um, international studies but of course I. I did. I immediately did a double major at a business school so that I can, you know, hack into finance. I mean, um, of course, of course, you don't need like a, a business degree to hack into finance. But I think it was a it was a more um, transitional move towards finance. Um, yeah. So that's 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 why I um, applied to a DIS um, Division of International Studies. And, and, and of course, it was less competitive. <laughs> to, to go to uh, DIS um, than uh, business school in uh, in Korea University. So 
that also played a role. The, um, this might this might sound cheesy, but why finance? Why finance? <laughs> <laughs> why finance? <laughs> right. But, so I want to hear like a like a real answer. You know, not like I'll, the, I'll, I'll give you a not like the demo. Like I mean, I know you have to be kind of cautious because you're not really um a official full time yet, but maybe mm. on like the gray level of your genuine reason and the, mm. the reason that you actually uh, tell other people maybe um, right in between. Do you have any answer for that? Right. Um, like I, I, I will kind of take you through like um, my, uh, no, never mind. Um, so, so this is, this is how I got into finance. So, when I was when I was in military, I was really concerned about my future. Like, oh, like, what am I gonna do for a living? Like, like how, like how, how am I gonna make this money that I need to, you know, power through life? <laughs> so I kind of did some study, and I realized that there were only, there there were three types of income: um, labor income, uh, financial income, and uh, business income. Like when you do a business. Wait, wait, we'll go through that again. So labor, labor, uh, finance, like finance, this, these investing? are like stocks. Yeah. Investing, Invest, investing, income like from stock, crypto, right, right. Income, in, um, income from investing. And there is a, a business, like if you do a business, if you're like a, a if you, if you run a business. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So there, right. Three so types. there's three, three types, mm -hmm. but if I work, I can, um, uh, there's 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 the labor income mm -hmm. but i need to give up business income because if i work for someone i don't it's not it's not me doing my own business mm -hmm. so it's either going to be business income or financial income or labor income or financial income so these two combinations were the only available combinations right yeah right labor finance or business finance because business and labor is um uh, they're mutually exclusive Can't yeah they're mutually exclusive Right. Mm -hmm. But I always thought of myself as a, I, I didn't think of myself as a entrepreneur. I wasn't interested in do, like doing a startup. Um, of course, you know, I'm interested in doing my own business when I get older and you know, become more experienced, but not right now. So I thought, okay, okay. Um, I think I'll go with um, labor income and finance income. So what, what, what should I do right now? So this was back when I was in the military, when I have, and I, when I had a ton of time at Katusa. <laughs> So, um, what, what should I do right now in order for me to, um, master skills that's going to be both used, uh, to earn labor income and, um, financial, financial, income. financial income. Um, and because I was always interested in going into banking or into financial career, um, I thought studying CFA or, um, I mean, back then it could have, it, it, it could have been anything like it could have been CPA or CFA. I mean, studying these, um, like, um, financial, um, what do you call certificates? Um, what was the optimal, um, option back then? Right. So, uh, I, as I studied those on uh, these, uh, and I, as I studied through, uh, for these, uh, certificates, I think it was, it, it was, it was, it was easier for me to go to, uh, apply for like banking clubs in Korea university or internships at, you know, financial institutions. Um, and I think, um, because I, uh, 
yeah, I mean, that's that. I mean, naturally, um, I started uh, since then. I kind of followed um, a more. I kind of followed the path that made more sense to me. And I think I kind of naturally kind of like. Um, I mean, you went with you know, the flow. I I I I went with the flow, but like the initiative of going with the flow, the 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 genesis of everything was that was was the mindset of okay, I'm gonna do something that's gonna be, that's gonna help me earn both incomes, the two incomes, both incomes that right? You, you pursue, which, yeah, which is financial studies, mm -hmm. you know, things that you learn in CFA. Mm -hmm. So. Um, starting from CFA, because I got, uh, because I, you know, passed CFA level two, um, it, it made very much sense for me to apply for IFRA, which is a Curry University Banking Club. And if you go to IFRA, like everyone does banking, right, you kind of get convinced that, oh, I should do banking also. Your is already determined. It's, it's yeah. Only, uh... <laughs> Minjung, you would know this too, and you know if, if, <laughs> if, if, if people from Ifra are listening to this, they'll all kind of nod their head. Yeah, if you go to Ifra, everyone's doing banking, so oh, maybe I should do banking too. It, it's really, and, and 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 it's very persuasive because if you look at the seniors, like I mean, Young Minhyung or Usogyeong or Hyun Minhyung, you know, which are my biggest inspirations, they're they're really like persuasive you know they're really cool um you know they're really like motivational so it, it's it's it you get persuaded into banking so i think that's why i um decided to pursue my career at banking but of course if you go to interview you don't say that right oh i want <laughs> but but this is my true story um starting from cfa i did things that made a lot of sense to me uh, getting into banking club um you know finding your career at investment banking um, yeah, I mean, the, the, there's this one Hyung who also introduced me to Ifra. Um, he was actually, he's actually working for like a, uh, domestic financial institutions. Um, and he graduated from risk, which is also a famous, like a, uh, investment, uh, club in Korea business, Korea university business club, uh, business, uh, school. Everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we got close during a, a Spanish uh, Spanish class. Um, Spanish? And, yeah, yeah, it was it was really random. It was it was really random. You're in Spanish? Yeah, I mean, what there's there was this one time where I tried to study Spanish because <laughs> I didn't think Chinese was my um was my thing. Um, <laughs> so was I your thing? No, no, I didn't think Chinese was my thing because it was so hard. The characters you need to memorize everything, but. <laughs> But anyhow, going back to the story, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was just a really random, um, you know, encounter, you know, this guy in Spanish class, and we got close together. And, you know, he knew I spoke, you know, okay English. So he told me to, he actually recommended me to go to IFRA. And this was even before uh, military. And um, he would take my hand, he would go to like IFRA, and then he would sit down there for you know two to three hours, even though he's almost graduating, right, with me, to kind of convince me and persuade me to go to this banking club that I didn't even know back then, and that kind of like planted my desire to one day uh, to 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 join Ifra, um, not 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 back then, but at least uh, 
before I graduate. Wait, but that uh, that young that took your yeah, hand young. to Sermyeonghae, he was an Ifra? No, he, he was wasn't an Ifra. He was, he was Risk. Then why, was a... why was he doing that uh, that graceful thing for you? Why, why, what was I mean, it? His... I don't, I don't know. I still don't know. And I think, and really thank him for that. You know, looking back. I mean, yeah, that, was... that's a, that's, that's a privilege. Like having someone, um, push you and guide you into a career at a young age. That is, that's a, that's a very, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you just told me, hey, someone go to Ifra, maybe I didn't, maybe I wouldn't have tried, but, but I, but I only tried hard because I think I was also convinced that oh, Ifra may be a good opportunity, um, but only, but only, um, o- but only because I, I, but I, only because I went to that Solmyeonghe, and that Hyung kind of sat me through that Solmyeonghe for two to three hours. I mean, he didn't have he he. There's nothing for him to gain throughout that Solmyeonghe because back then he was, he, zero. Was, he was he already he was almost into his graduation. Yeah. And- he was, so he was there only for you, right? He, he was there only for me. So would it be reasonable to, su- to suspect a different kind of dynamic in that relationship? Oh, shit. Oh, so maybe there was some romantic <laughs> initiative. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I mean it's, it's that much, um, mm. I guess, lucky, really lucky for you to have that yeah, yeah, experience but I, I don't guidance. Think... <laughs> I know you're trying to put well pull your feet out from that joke, but you know, <laughs> but but you know, uh, commenting on that joke, I I don't think that it would have been true because um, <laughs> um, he he actually dated my friend, uh, my my female friend. Wait, he was what? He dated my female friend. Oh, oh, oh female uh, friend. Okay, okay, okay. And, and kind of, I, I kind of, I kind of edit the story. The reason why he and I got close was because. Uh, my 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 friend, who's a female, uh, took that Spanish class with me. Oh, and they were dating each other, so and, you guys... and they started dating each other. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then I got close, and then they broke up, and Hyung and I got closer. Oh, yeah, perfectly understood. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, it was a uh. Now it's a bromance. Now, now it's a bromance. But you know, he's he's definitely straight. <laughs> Yeah, um. that's fun. So, uh, I want to I want to ask you. Uh, so you're um, you said your genesis of your financial career started from your um your configuration of the like the thought that you want to achieve two incomes, labor and financial income, and studying financial studies would take care of both of the both of those options. But so you're now into your, um, well, you're not, I guess, almost into uh, maturity of your, well you're, well, you're not in maturity, but anyway, you've, you've, you've been in this field for um, a quite a long time. And how much correlation do you think is there between your studies and your knowledge that you learned in finance with the financial income that you want to pursue in the future? And- Oh, I, I know, I know that you're only asking this question because you know the correlation. No, 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 no. I don't listen to your honest opinion because, like, no, I mean, people people might have different different thoughts. 
Right. Um, if you're talking about CFA, I think everything helps because CFA touches upon like um, like crucial things, um, very basic things at a very broad level. You 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 not only study about like um, you know corporate finance, you 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 also study about like um, um, like economics or you know bond or you know derivatives you also you even study like ethics there's 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 this ethics subject yeah what you should do what you should do as a uh participant in the financial market um what yeah what you should do what what you should do as like a uh uh like a like a like a brokerage um services what what you should do as like asset manager so these kind of um, things you also learn from CFA. So of course it helps. Of course it helps. Everything helps. But in order to be a good investor, I think it's a totally different story. You need to hone your investment skills. You need to develop your investment knowledge, uh, you know, very meticulously. Um, um, so it's a different story it between is. being a good investor and you know just study studying CFA. I mean, studying CFA is just beginning of everything. And if I'm talking about banking, I don't think that I don't think I have never seen a good investor as a good banker. I mean, in banking, no one's interested in. I mean, of course, I, I shouldn't say no one, but I don't think there are not not a lot of people who are interested in like actual invest investment in stocks we're 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 more interested in deals like m a deals yeah it's a different um different field of uh it's i mean their their jobs are different obviously investors they have different roles in the capital market so i think it's it's very natural for them to have yeah I, i mean knowledge you know knowledge that you need as a banker um, and analyzing, you know, corporates, analyzing the market, um, doing financial analyses. I mean, these also help, but I think that's also a different story from being a good investor. I don't know what it takes to be a good investor because I myself is not a good investor. And although I'm not a banker yet, I don't think what you do in banking doesn't necessarily make you a good investor. I didn't know this back then. Uh, when I was in the military, when I was, you know, contemplating what I should do to be a, to earn, to be able to earn uh, financial income and labor income. Um, but back then I didn't even um, think of me being a banker. So yeah, I mean, coming back to your question, I don't think it necessarily, it helps, but it's a very different thing. No, if I could um, introduce my take on this, yeah, this, what do you think? This theme, this case. Um, mm. So I was very curious about investing. And, you know, I recently um, completed an internship at a private equity. And I've asked a lot about investing with, with my, with my uh, to my investment professionals, my seniors. Mm. And one thing in common was that investing 
is luck. But it is luck, but there is a skill. And that skill is, I think, what you mentioned, the basic, the analysis and the, um, understanding the fundamentals of a company. And, you know, there, there are a lot of skills, like maybe like have doing um, those rigorous due diligences, all these things to find the best investment opportunities and make the best decisions. Those are skills, but that skill does not quite um, 100% correlate with the output of great, um, uh, great income and uh, more return rates. So I don't know, it's not really a definitive answer, but um, so it's basically, it is luck, but in order for you to reap the fruits, the reap the rewards and be lucky, you have to have the basics, the fundamentals of what you just talked about. So I think that's my conclusion into what investing is. Okay. Um. So, okay. So what you're saying is, um, you need the skills, but you know, having a great return in that luck plays great great role also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think I think what I was trying to say um, was more focused on that. I think the views are different. What do you mean? Um, what do you mean the views? So, like I heard, I you know, um, you know, Yong Song, and um, he also transitioned um, to from um, doing internship at uh, private equity, and then doing internship at a research um, organization, and finally getting a job there. Um, shout out to Yong Song. Yeah, shout out to Yong Song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he told me that the views are very different. Like, um, for example. You know, as a uh, uh, when you're making a, a investment memorandum as a banker, um, you talk about like how the industry is booming or how the companies has a competitive edge over you know other players, uh, or or you know maybe the technology is growing and um, um, but but I but so so when you say those things to like a people who do equity research, they say so what. What, what they mean by saying, so what, I, I think was that, I mean, we already know that. What's new? Like what's, what's recent? Oh. So I think um, what, what people in equity um, research or people who are investing in um, stocks, I think they're looking for a more granular and more recent trends. I mean, of course, you know, mega trends and, you know, mega themes are also important, which is what we focus on when we're, when we're, you know, writing investment highlights for a company. But I think people who do investments, they're more interested in, oh, you know, Lotte, 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 um, Lotte Chilsung is selling their land. So they have excess cash of, I don't know, like, um, you know, 1 billion Korean won. So, you know, this, this may, you know, boost up the stock price i think these kind of issues more granular and more recent issues are more important to equity investors than um, people who work in banking because you know bankers don't care about whether or not that's your song you know you know i mean we do i mean bankers do care but it's not a investment highlight material type of conversation right so um yeah so i think that's like the key difference between like um investing and um you know making a investment memorandum as a banker so I think the focus is kind of different um, 
the investors definitely do look at more granular and recent activities. Um, yeah. I think you made a great point on the different views of the different mm -hmm. principles in the, uh, in this, in this, uh, investment scene, because mm -hmm. what I also realized is that there are a lot of different investors. There are, um, like traditional buyout fund investors. There are the, uh, equity stock investors that I just mentioned. And I think my take was kind of born based on, um, the investors of growth equity funds, because I was at a growth equity fund. So it kind of has like overarching theme, but at the same time, the specifics, the specifics are quite different because in growth equity, like maybe the recent, um, the granular, your, the, the informations are important, but what's more important is, you know, having the basic skills and understanding what the mega theme is. So it's, it's, uh, same, but kind of, it has a different, uh, taste to it at the same time. Mm -hmm in terms of the, in what asset you actually invest in. So yeah, I think that's a very interesting topic yeah. to go over. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, I mean, if you ask me if I'm a good investor, definitely no. Um, <laughs> and one of my objectives through, uh, throughout the 2024 one half is, um, being a good investor. Um, I have some time before I join, um, um, my new firm as a summer analyst. Um, so before that, I will definitely study stocks, definitely set up my account and my portfolio because I can't do anything once I, um, once I start working there. So I'll definitely set up my portfolio, um, before I join the firm. Uh, yeah. Um, so now, now I have some time and chance to, to, to become a good investor. Wait, don't you have to dispose all your stocks when you, start working and investment banking? Um, I don't know if that's the case. Um, it's either that or I, I can't buy or sell additional stocks. Oh, so you can retain your, uh, your, your prior portfolio, but you can't make any additional changes. Is that the, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's, I mean, I mean, if that's the actual case, but I don't know from like commonsensical point of view, like what I bought in and what I sold was was had nothing to do with oh, like okay, okay. um i was just firms. curious so i guess yeah so i guess like commonsensically you can still retain what you have as in, in your portfolio and i and i hope that's the case <laughs> great so uh, where do you see yourself in in 10 years uh 10 years 2034. I myself, 34 i see myself doing a additional podcast series with ninja kim oh yes <laughs> Yes. Yeah, maybe maybe then I'll have my own podcast. I don't know. But maybe you'll have a TV show. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you might be the uh, the most famous podcast Korean American podcasters yeah. <laughs> in the world. We all know. Uh yeah, I mean hopefully, yeah, podcast definitely uh, I mean I'll I'll definitely still, you know, be friends. We'll definitely still be friends and Hyung Dong Hang. Um what professionally in 10 years, I don't know. Um, uh, I always thought in 10 years, um, I would still be working in, um, invest investment banking division. Um, and even if I don't get a job right now, um, or maybe a, a year from now, I think I'll still try to be a banker at an uh, investment banking division. 
So, um, yeah, I will start my career there. But I always thought that I would, uh, but I, um, I, I, would, I would, I would retain my um, status as a banker for 10 plus years mm-hmm. because I really wanted to like master uh, the M&A deals. And I think uh, if I go to a private equity too soon, uh, I kind of lose the chance to encounter, you know, diverse deals. I don't, I don't get to study like many deals. I don't get to experience uh, many deals. Like as an advisor, you, you, you encounter, you know, you know, I don't know, 10, you know, dozens of deals a year. 10 plus. Yeah, dozen plus. Uh, but as a, a PE man, you only get to do your deal, which is not too many um, compared to uh, uh, people at advisory, right? So I thought I would stay at banking um, long enough for me to, you know, kind of master um, uh, the M&A transaction. But recently, I've been getting advices that if you, if you're, if you're, um, if your ultimate goal is to go to private equity, it's better to go to private equity during your junior years, like in your second year or your third year. Yeah, I heard that before. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, but um, I, uh, I've been only, um, you know, listening to these advices, uh, getting these advices recently, so I don't know what the reality is, but. I think everyone's got a point. Um, so in 10 years, for now, I don't know. I would either be uh, still be working at investment banking division or be a PE man, um, doing my own um, investing. And of, of course, using other people's money, LP's money. <laughs> <laughs> How about, um, I guess, your ultimate goal or like your ideal view of how your life want, life should turn out? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like a, a bull bear case for that. <laughs> a born banker. A bull, bull bear case. Bull cases, <laughs> bull, bull cases, you know, having my own deals. I wouldn't say that. I mean, the reason why I said that, you know, having my own deals is because, you know, running my own deals can um, take form in me as a owner of my own PE firm, or I can be like a star manager, uh, managing director at a, a big um, global PE firm. So either way is fine. I just want to be able to um, run and source and execute uh, my own deals. I think I, I wish to uh, achieve that level um, at one point in my career where I source and execute multiple deals um, and I have team of bankers or, or, or um, uh, um, juniors and seniors um, working on the same deal. Um, because I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in deals, like doing M&A deals. Um, so like as I don't care if I do that as like a CEO of my own PE firm or um, manager at a different firm. Um, I used to say I want to run my own PE firm, but I don't think uh, my end goal doesn't necessarily have to be constrained to me being a Mm -hmm. top manager at my own firm. So yeah, right now I say that I want to manage multiple deals, be able to source them, execute them, close them. I think, that's what I want to do. Um, 
uh, 20 years ahead. Um, and of course, I want to have like a loving family. Um, no. <laughs> Healthy it life. Kind of awkward. Like you were talking like almost like 10 minutes about your career. <laughs> you kind of added this little slice yeah, of like... your family, family part. <laughs> it's not like a uh, like cherry <laughs> on top of Sunday. I really do mean that because I, like if, if, if I don't know, I don't know what your guests have been saying, but if you ask typically, like normally, if you, you, if you ask people, okay, where do you self in 10 years? They, they mostly talk about their careers, right? Mm, of course. I wanted to be this and that. But I, but I really think that um, career is not everything. Um, I think, like, let's say you're, a, you know, managing director at KKR, and if you're sick, and you don't have, you don't have many years to live, then you lose. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's, a, I mean, I don't think that's a, that's a good life, right? So um, I think um, being healthy <laughs> and having a loving family is also important. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So are you, um, are you driven or are you dragged? I'm dragged by myself. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah. Um, Wait, but how is that different from being driven? Oh, this is deep. Sure. This is deep. This question is deep. Yeah, I just I mean, I realized like, it's a hard question. I, this is, I mean, I, I'm not doing wordplay. I genuinely feel like I'm being dragged by myself. Because, I mean, I don't feel this kind of like, like this burning desire inside me. Oh, I want to do this. I want to conquer this. I want to conquer that. No, I mean, sometimes it's, it's like, oh, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I need to do this. Is it like living up to the expectations that you, you put yourself and maybe others put inside you? I think a lot of people influence my expectations. And I, right now, I'm, I'm also kind of confused as to, um, you know, if my expectations and what I believe is right, whether the things that I believe is right is genuinely from me or, you know, kind of, kind of like put in by other people. I mean, of course, everyone's influenced by someone or somebody or even society, mm, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like, oh, you need to get married. Oh, and you, you need to make, you know, six-figure salary or five-figure five salary, right? These kind of expectations, you know, of course, at some point of your life, someone influenced you to believe in, to, to believe in that, right? Um, and, of course, my desires and my expectations are also combinations of, you know, what I, what I genuinely think is right and what, you know, what people made me think it's right or maybe it's a culture aspect Korean society made me think that doing this is right or doing this is wrong right it's everything is a combination but and because i think it's a combination i don't think i'm driven but i'm dragged by myself that's a great way to put it yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know if uh, maybe the viewers think of may may the viewers may think of me expressing this way maybe it's, it's, it's a wordplay but i but i don't know no i don't um, think it's wordplay yeah. i i, I completely yeah. i can sympathize with you on that yeah yeah i don't i don't want to say that i'm driven by me because at one point of your life you're influenced by someone or somebody mm -hmm. so i think i would say i'm dragged by myself <laughs> um, i i kind of uh i relate to that because sometimes i think to myself like 
why do I work so hard? Like, why do I want to be great? Like, why do you want, why do I want to excel? And I look into my deep thoughts and I sometimes think that maybe this is like, how do you say it? Like, it's not me. Like, I just want to win the race, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not about, it's not about finding what I truly want. It's just that I, I don't want to be mediocre. I want to be in the, uh, the front, the front herd. Right? What do you call it? The, the leading, the leading group. Yeah, yeah I think the that, leaders. I think that's kind of my motivation. And, and I really, uh, like, during my rumination of these thoughts, like, I, I question myself, is this, is this right? Is this, is this healthy? But at the end of the day, it actually does, um, you, you pursue and achieve, I guess, the financial, uh, the benefits. So it's not a bad one, but is it truly what I want? So I, I really, I'm really, um, I'm really dubious on my attitude toward my life. And that's why I can, I can completely relate to that of what you said. Yeah. I mean, I'm also very competitive and I want to win. Um, so I think I, I use that as a, as a, as a motivation and kind of like fuel for me to be able to par through the situation. Um, yeah, but I also think that, um, I, I also have the same dilemma. Like, why am I being so competitive here? I mean, of course I like, I like doing investment banking work and I need this job. But I, um, I think I'm also competitive in the things that I really don't need to be competitive. Uh, for example, I, I, um, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a proper example, but, but, but you get what I'm saying. Like uh, being competitive is a good source of motivation, but at the same time, something that you need to, um, kind of like let go at one point of your life in order to be like truly happy. But I think, um, I, I don't I, I don't think I will be letting go of that because I think it um kind of like you said it 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 allows me to achieve what I want um I think it's a great source of fuel uh, at, le- at least when you're in your twenties or thirties mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah I mean I also have that dilemma um it's hard but, but it's yeah but circling but, but I think um the 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 previous two questions that you asked like what drives me or, you know, like, uh, are you, are you driven or are you, are you dragged? I think, I think you were a talk, you were asking me about like what my true motivation is. Um, and I think, um, and combining what I said, I think, uh, my parents' influence was, was very, uh, played a very big role here. Um, you know, uh, you know, like a uh, like a meme in YouTube, like in uh, I don't know if you watched the Stephen He channel, uh, the emotional damage guy. No, not familiar. Oh, okay. So, 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 like Stephen He does this like a funny imitation of you know this stereotypical Asian parents scolding their Asian kids, you know, saying, "Oh, you know, you know, back in my days, I used to walk twenty miles to school." Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> You know, I used to walk 20 miles to school on the one foot, you know, while the other foot was doing business. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of like thing. And my parent and especially my mom, she actually walked 20 miles to school. You know, she she actually lived that kind of life, you know, you know, 
oh, your, your cousin in China, Timmy, you know, studied algebra, you know, on the back of a milk carton, that kind of joke. You know, that, those jokes, jokes actually apply to my parents, so especially my, um, my, my mother's side. Um, so my mother grew up really poor. And, you know, she, and she, I know all the, all her struggles during like, uh, during her, uh, child, uh, and, uh, my, 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 my grandpa, my, my grandparents didn't even, um, want to let my mother go to, uh, high school because she's a female. And back then, of course, you know, girls don't need to go to high schools or colleges. Um, back then that was like the norm, I guess. Um, so my mom fought her way to high school and, um, she, she got it, she got a job at Seoul, right. Um, the capital city of Korea. Um, and I think, you know, um, like, look, uh, like listening to her stories, listening to her struggles, I think that really motivated me a lot. Um, if, if my, if my parents, if my mom dragged her family out of poverty and I think, it's only natural for me to, you know, you know, put my family at a different, um, class. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, I think, I think it's like a, uh, historical narrative. Like it's only, it's only natural for me to, um, kind of like do that, do the same thing, you know, you know, offer the same kind of, um, um, progress, uh, to my next generation. You know, ask my mom, you know, allow me to, kind of like have whatever I want or, you know, uh, study whatever I want. I think it's only natural for me to offer the same thing to, to, to my child as well. I think it's kind of like a family narrative that I just said. I think um, that's a narrative that I live by and kind of convince myself. Mm -hmm. I think you're, um, you're, you're actually passing the story. You want to continue yeah. on that family story and that history to your, your children and the children of your children think. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I think that's, 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 that's great. That's, um, uh, I'm, and that's why I'm really inspired by my parents. Um, especially uh, my mom who went through all that struggle, but, you know, still turned out to be, um, uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's my motivation. Just, um, that, that, um, that narrative, uh, plus, um, her like legendary success stories. Um, I want to like kind of replicate, um, in my own environment. Yeah. So I think that's my motivation. Yeah. And that's a very, very mature and very motivational thought. And, and I was, I, I was inspired just right now. I think I've heard this story before, but listening, yeah, yeah, listening think... to it again, it, it kind of resonates in a different, uh, different style. So. Uh, thanks for sharing that story. Yeah, I'm no, no, really, no, really. no, 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 of course, of course. Um, yeah, but you know, that was, that was very, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's my motivation. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so long, we're almost heading towards the end of our podcast. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. We talked a lot. We talked for about over 70 minutes right now. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, so traditionally, I'm not sure if I could call this a tradition, but our my podcast has a a, a signature question that we ask our guests uh -huh. at the end of the uh, the episode. Mm -hmm. And the question is, what is your favorite quote? 
my favorite quote. Oh, you should prepare. You should. You should. You should have prepared me for this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, if I could give you a heads up, three months ago you said it was this. We we have like a pre questionnaire, and you wrote seven、uh, thousand plus go like hell. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, like that's, I, that's, that's... yeah. When I usually um、uh, read these questionnaires for this question, I kind of get the sense of what they're saying. But this is the first <laughs> time I I read the quote and had literally zero idea of what it means. So you gotta you gotta have to elaborate on this. I really like this. I really like this quote. So it's 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 actually from a movie.、Um, of course,、uh, in order to understand this, you definitely need a context, and, and it's only natural for you to. In jail for you to not be able to understand this, <laughs> so I get it.、Uh, <clears throat> so this quote is is actually from a movie,、uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, the movie! Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of like a struggle of a Ford trying to beat Ferrari at a Le Mans twenty four, which is like the most pre- most prestigious like auto race competition in the world. World, you know, it checks the car's speed, endurance, because. You know, it makes your car run actually 24 hours straight. That's why it's called Le Mans 24. So,、um, in the scene,、um, there's a scene where a、uh, Ford competes with a Ferrari, and but but、um, the、uh, the Ford headquarters didn't want the racer to、um, push the car over 7,000 RPM. Mm-hmm. Right, but but the coach, <clears throat>、uh, the director, the the coach on the uh, on uh, during the race, and the racer wanted to、uh, push the car over seven thousand RPM because they thought the car could hold and they、mm-hmm. really wanted to win. So、um, the coach,、uh, which is uh, uh, who's played by、uh, which is played by Matt Damon. Writes seven thousand plus go like hell on a chalkboard, and then he kind of、um, shows that chalkboard、oh, to the、know. racer, and then that's that's when the Ford、uh, started to you know go past Ferrari cars and and at the end of the day win the race, and you know this is a very like emotional moment like emotional high point point of the movie, and you know I was really inspired I really liked the movie、um, and I really liked. Um, I I really like cars. I really like how you know、uh, the the word seven、uh, thousand RPM plus,、um, because if you, it, I don't think、uh, I don't I don't know if you have seen like a、uh, like a like a car kegi pun, but the RPM usually ends at the 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 normal normal like production car ends at like seven, eight, seven.、Um, Oh, seven thousand. Oh yeah, seven thousand. That seven thousand, but but race cars, I think they have like higher RPM tolerance. But in, um, so that's um, so so that quote kind of um, kind of like um, what was was very like, it was it kind of like got it kind of like uh clinged clinged on to me, and I really do believe in I and 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 I used that quote for me to like push myself. Like okay, so ah,、uh, um, seven thousand plus, seven thousand plus.、Mm-hmm. Push yourself, you know, you know, beyond seven thousand plus. It was、Because、your inner, he, inner voice into going that one last mile. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Career. You know, you、life. think that your limitation is seven thousand RPM, 
but then you can still push, you know, plus beyond 7,000. And who knows, maybe you'll like win a Ferrari or maybe you'll, so the, so the whole story is like a uh, underdog, underdog being the Ford uh, beating Ferrari at a prestigious race, which is a, like a supercar maker, right? So I think um, I, I really like that quote as in, because it gives you like a, a this extra boost for you to be able to go an extra mile, like you said, Young. But it does have the implication that you do defy the conventions and the norms because the headquarters said not to go over 7,000, right? Right, right. But you, you broke that rule. So does it yeah. have any uh, nuance into like, you wanting to fight traditional social norms and like push that limit? Does it have any other other co- oh no um no I don't think I oh no I don't think I was like implying or <laughs> uh, implying myself to like, break social norms but I think I do need to um ignore some of the uh, I mean if you really want to like if you really want to master something if you really want to like put a good work into it I don't think it's um you know there's a lot of people saying um oh you know you know relax you know. Don't kill yourself over it, right? You know, take a break. I mean, of course, you know, many people do need this. And I I, I sometimes need this kind of, you know, um, you know, embracing and, you know, warm um, comments. But I think if you, like, really want to, like, master it, if you really want to, like, conquer it, um, I think um, you do need to kind of, like, ignore those, yeah, you uh, have to ignore some of it, yeah. Yeah, some of it. And then, you know, really, you know, be crazy at it. Like, mm-hmm. go like hell, like the quote says. Yeah. 7,000 plus, go like hell. And hell's not easy, you know. <laughs> hell's not easy. Um, so if you really want to go crazy, you need to, like, of course, of course, definitely break some social norms. Like, oh, don't care, uh, you know, like, don't sleep. <laughs> don't sleep for three days. Uh, sometimes that can happen. Sometimes you, you know, you you have to be willing to do that. But that's not healthy. That's not a social norm, right? It could break the car as it breaks. Yeah, it, your, it, it uh, could your break the car. Life, your, yeah, your but health. you know, some sometimes don't sleep for three days. You know, you you may not go home for you know, for for a week. Um, you may have to work you know 120 hours a week. Uh, that's hell. Um, that's going like hell. That's not conventional. So in that sense, yes, sometimes you need to go unconventional to go like hell. You know, break the limit. Yeah, so. But nothing crazy like okay you know burn down the house you know <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a very um that's a great quote and i think it speaks a lot about your character and like what kind of person you are yeah and yeah I really respect that so yeah thanks yeah. for sharing hey um Hyung, um have you ever um shared your favorite quote in the uh, uh podcast my favorite quote i think i did uh, it was like five, six months ago. But my favorite quote is, um, it's a, it's a, it's a passage from the Bible. I'm not, I'm not a, I, I'm not a religious person, but mm-hmm. I just like that, that quote. And mm-hmm. uh, it goes like, wait a minute. I, I want to go with the uh, quote unquote, the exact words. Yeah, sure. So it's. It's about um, accepting like what you can't you, you can change and what you can't. Mm-hmm. 
So it goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. This is my favorite quote. Yeah. I think um, a lot of a lot of the um, unwanted stress and uh, emotional difficulties derives from not accepting the reality and not understanding what you can't change. Because some things, it's just uncontrollable. Like, for, for instance, a very uh, quick example could be, you know, you want to, you wanted to have a nice outdoor activity with your friends, but it, it, it's raining. But some people just can't accept the fact that it rains, but you can't do anything about it, right? I mean, simple right, as this, man. like a lot of, I think it really um, all boils down to accepting what you can change mm. and what you can't. So it's mm. this, this is not like being cynical, like, oh, there are things you can't change. Just just live with, with, within your friends, within your limits. It's not that. It's about understanding the difference and mm-hmm. actually focusing on what you what you can what you can change so mm-hmm. that's that's my favorite quote well that's 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 very deep yeah yeah um i think um i also have to um i think i think that that makes i think that kind of like um gives also gives me a lot of thought because um you know as as much as passion is important as much as you know going seven thousand plus seven thousand plus RPM is important. I think you need to be able to channel that passion into the things um, using your code, what we can change. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's very also also important. It kind of relates to me as well. Yeah. You see yeah, how we, re- we reconciled our two quotes and made it into one great wisdom. Yeah, Just yeah, like... yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's, wow, that beautiful thing happened. <laughs> Is this the beauty in merchants and acquisition? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, circling back to your idea of, you know, invite, inviting all your guests, I think, like, we can have this, like, a uh, mass table, circular table, you know, having our own mic, and I think, you know, doing, like, a mass podcast would be also fun, you know. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually very excited to um, build up this podcast and see how it expands and broadens. So, Yeah. Really thankful yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah. I th- um, uh, what you were saying? Yeah, I mean, like, I just wanted to um, use this opportunity to thank my previous guests and for you too, Soma, to um, you know, spend your time, your precious time, into this humble podcast. So yeah. Yeah, no, Bijan, Young, thank you um for having me here. And um, ever since we talked about your podcast, I really wanted to be your guest, um, especially after listening to Cheo's podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, we 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 have this con- we we have this kind of conversation all the time, but I think like doing this in a more like official format, um, um, using a different language because we be because we usually converse in Korean. Um, I think that was like very interesting. Um, it also kind of like it like you said it also allowed me to kind of like um organize my thoughts as we had this conversation um i think that's the beauty of like documenting yeah it's um it's very um fascinating to 
realize how this environment i mean like it's really not that of a big setting like we're, we're just sitting in front of our computers with our headphones and our webcams and only speaking the different language that another language that we don't usually speak to each other but it brings so much it brings yeah. out the deep thoughts and the things that you, you yourself didn't even think about so this is why I enjoy podcasting and with friends that I, I love and I enjoy talking to. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a great experience. And one thing to point out, um, this is the longest podcast that I've ever had with a guest. Really? Yeah. I've, I've actually never went over an hour, but it was just almost an hour and a half. So oh, great wow. job. Yeah. <laughs> I, there may be a lot of things that you need to edit out. <laughs> viewers, well, viewers... <laughs> I, I, for, for, for sure, like, to be honest, I don't have anything to edit out. In terms oh. of the context of the content, I think everything is in flow. Uh, only one thing to edit is the, the part where I just I spoke Korean just now. That's the only <laughs> part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the listeners may not get the chance to um, hear him speak in Korean, but, but we did, you know, from time to time speak in Korean. Of course, he's going to edit that out. Of course. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. the, the, uh, the, the trivial ones, like the little Koreans, I'm going to leave that out, uh -huh. but you know, the, the one before when I like was finding the, the quote, the picture. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Part, that part, that part yeah. is kind of idle. So, and Hyung, this is like a little recommendation for me. Um, like looking at you like face to face through a webcam. I think um, the viewers. I don't. I don't know if there's a, this um, uh, this feature in Google Podcast, but I think like also uploading like the the, the screens, our faces. Oh, the like screens. The yeah, the the recordings of our faces. I think that's that's like that that may be more engaging, especially mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. I don't know viewers who who know us. Yeah, just I've, a little I've, recommendation. Yeah, that, yeah. Thank you for that. I mean, I I I've, I've taken that into consideration um, before. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know how it's more engaging if you see uh, the actual faces and how it syncs with your your uh, movement of the mouth. Mm -hmm. But then there's another issue of uh, going public and my face being disclosed oh, to okay. yeah. to the to the media. I mean, like this is not going to be like going to mass media, but anyway, it is going public. And showing my face is actually a different matter. So I might have to put thought into that. But yeah, thank you for that. Uh, your your um, honest comment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you when you decide to do YouTube, maybe you know that may be a good time. Yeah. But of course, it's definitely up to you. I really like your podcast podcast as is. So yeah. I might I might like maybe in like five ten years when I actually want this to be a big part of my life. I mean, it, is, it yeah. is a big part of my life right now, but a considerable part of my life. Maybe I might consider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with my face yeah. doing it. Not wearing these. Yeah, I'm <laughs> wearing her. like a uh, houseware, kind of like a... <laughs> the real clothes. Yeah. Thanks for that. So, Songha, I think we have to wrap up. So... It was uh, outstanding as always. And thanks a ton for making the time to join join us. Uh, I hope it was an uh, enjoying enjoyable experience for you too. And I wish you the best in all the activities, the things you do in your life. 
100% support for what you do. And thank you for coming to the show. No, no, it was my pleasure uh, being here. Um, I, and I know you've been busy for the past six months. Uh, I, I, I know that you've done a great job at BRV. So uh, take care, Hung. Um, rest a little bit. Um, do your podcast because I know this is your passion. I love it. You love it. So, yeah, thank you for having me, Hung. Thank you, too. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show and we'll bring you more guests with more content on the next one. Until then, stay tuned.